Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday. This is the first time we worked a five-day work week since June. Holy shit. I'm exhausted. Me too. <laughs> this week's been a hell of a month. Uh, hey, uh, Dave Blizzard joins us because it's Friday. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm good. I'd like to introduce you to my eight-day eight, eight day work weeks. Oh, right. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but the way you just said it, yeah, it's been a long month this week. Totally feeling that right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 100%. Uh, guys, before we go any further, just because it is a charitable initiative, I do want to remind everybody that we're down to the final couple of days, definitely the last weekend, of Smile Cookie Week at Tim Hortons. And one of the things I want to point out is, number one, Tim Hortons deserves a hell of a lot of credit for this. Because not only are they donating to charity, they're helping to normalize cake icing on cookies. And I'm here for it. It's time to normalize that shit. You think that's the more important thing to, to, to point out at this point? I mean, the charity, yeah, sure, that's great. But let's talk about the cake icing. Yeah, icing on cookies is good. Cookies in the morning, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, when I usually go through the drive-through at Tim's, they're always doing it right. Hey, would you like to add a uh, a cookie and make it a combo? No, I don't want to add a fucking cookie and make it a combo. When it's Smile Cookie Week, though, it's like you know what? I'd like a dozen of them. Yeah. For the office, and then four for the car to get me to the office, and then I should take some home with me for later on. Give me 30 cookies. How about that? <laughs> Calories don't count during Smile Cookie Week. No, they don't. That's what I understand. And the other fun point about the, the cookies is that it kind of feels like a rib fest, where you eat so many chocolate chip cookies in a week, and then you don't eat them for the rest of the year. You don't want it's to like a rib fest. Rib fest comes around, you eat like four racks of ribs, and you're like, all right, I'm done for the year. That's a standard serving. Yeah, yeah, right? I uh, I respectfully disagree on the icing and the chocolate. Like, chocolate chip Ooh. cookies are perfection as is, ah. and, and I get why they do it. It's a smile cookie. How else are you going to put, what, are you going to make the poor people at Tim Hortons put a smile out of chocolate chips? That sounds like a terrible time. Yeah. But... I, I'm not a fan of putting icing on top of an already fine creation. I just think Scott would be the kind of guy to put an egregious amount of icing on the cookie. Yeah. Like, not just a smile, but, yeah. like, he, he wants to make sure that he's got the skin tone properly colored in. So he's he's mixing and matching colors with his, his icing. And, oh, the eyes aren't quite right. You know, and, oh, I'm going to add the eyebrows in. And mm-hmm. he's caking this thing up. It's because he's a cake-sitting motherfucker. That's exactly uh, why. Uh, fair. Well. Listen, guys, not lost on me here is the fact that we as professional broadcasters can't do nearly as good a job at promoting the final weekend of Smile Cookie Week than their world ambassador. A quick mention for Smile Cookie Week from none other than Premier Doug Ford. Good morning, everyone. It was such a privilege to be at my local Tim Hortons. I'm there every day. Really, Doug? Was it a fucking privilege to be at your local Tim Hortons? I haven't been to work in seven weeks, but God damn it, I love a good Tim Hortons someone, visit. Someone said smile cookie, and I'm in! Hey, please, pick up a smile cookie. It's going to a great charitable organization. That's a charitable organization. That's a charitable organization. A charitable. In the Seth family, I want to thank you. All the donations are going for the Breakfast Club, and folks, go pick up a nice cookie. Have a little bite. Mm-mm. Oh, great no. cookies. And it goes to a great cause. 
It's not right that you don't have the visual for this. This is an audio podcast that we have to apologize for that because you need the video. No, I need need that again. I need the... mm. Give me that again. Mm -mm. (laughs) And it goes to a great cause. So please, when you drive through Tim's, spend that extra dollar and buy a smile cookie. Oh, yeah. The best ever. (laughs) The best of all, he's got the cookie in the back of his throat. You know when you try to talk and you... You, you can't because he's just got that little bit of food still in there. That clip is a panty dropper right there. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Doug. Oh, we got to rework that so it's him talking about someone's cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, let me have a cookie. <laughs> I would like all news conferences, if he ever does one again, to feature him holding a cookie. Just him with a cookie. Just on a plate like fucking santa claus every single every single press <laughs> that's conference. how you get doug ford to come out for a press conference leave out a plate of cookies and a glass of milk a trail of crumbs to lead him there yeah Mm-mm. oh that's amazing uh, what a great idea uh, but listen to the pep in him too oh, he's, oh like, he's he's well rested he hasn't done a goddamn thing in weeks <laughs> does he own uh, like some franchises for tim hortons or something okay. like that I'm starting to wonder, because this guy is all over it. As soon as there's a new product at Tim's, he's... Good morning, everyone. It was such a privilege to be at my local Tim Hortons. Such a privilege to Uh, be at Tim Hortons. The variants are as bad as they have ever been, and we're seeing some terrible cases. Our ICUs are overcrowded, but good morning, everybody. Who wants a smile cookie? Fuck you, Doug. I got a triple-triple. Good morning. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is brilliant. Mm-mm. He's just such a fuck. I mean, <laughs> what are you doing, Doug? We're trying so hard to like you and trust you to lead, and all you do is show up at Tim Hortons like a goddamn weasel popping out of the field. As soon as I see those beady little pink eyes and that blue smile, it start drooling. Listen here, folks. This uh, cookie's coming from the fine people who discovered the idea about putting a hash brown inside of a wrap. They're calling it a meal. <laughs> They're goddamn geniuses. You better buy a smile cookie. Bow down, bitch. <laughs> Folks, these guys are so fucking creative. They took a round sausage and put it in a wrap, so they just cut it in half. It's fucking genius. <laughs> How many coffee places do you know that has potato wedges? <laughs> Never miss an opportunity to, to put over Tim Hortons. <laughs> That's huge. Oh. God, <laughs> he's like Cookie Monster. Yeah. Mm. His next news conference. Nom 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 nom. Yeah, mm. uh, that's what okay. we need. We need we need a, 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 a an amazing press conference with both Doug Ford and Cookie Monster having like a a cookie eating contest. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, Cookie. I think I can eat more cookies than you. Yeah. It's I mean, funny. No, 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 no. no it's no, funny no, because no. you got Doug going. I can eat more cookies than you. C is for Cookie, and Cookie Monster's going. Right now, me want to remind people, see us for COVID. We need to do better things. <laughs> what does he mean? It's such a privilege to be at my local Tim Hortons. They're fucking everywhere, Doug. It's not a privilege. It's got one at the end of his driveway. You know the you know the uh, the rig that they come around with when they put outside of a uh, a Tim Hortons that's under renovation. Yeah, he's got one of those in his driveway. I bet. <laughs> Just get a. Oh, you got them crullers yet, or uh, what? But I will say this. If there's any items that you want back at Tim Hortons, everyone always talks about like the apple fritter Timbits and stuff like that that they used to have. I bet you if you wrote a letter to, to Doug, 
he would make that happen so fast. Yeah. He'd so make it a law. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd recall the legislature. <laughs> he brings him back to work to pass the, the, the Apple Cruller uh, Act of 2021. <laughs> Let's put this in to play, folks. If there's anything you want on that menu, people, what was the, what was the donut that they stopped serving? The Dutchie. The was Dutchie. it the Dutchie? If that's what it was, I think it was and the you missed the Dutchie, was it the Dutchie? Just contact Doug oh, Ford. God. Just, just let him know. He <sighs> will take up that cause faster than anything else. Between that and the cheesecake video, I, I mean, I can't. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that guy smack his lips way too many times for comfort. Like, I am really uh, uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, guys, uh, let's get to a couple of things here. First off, Kat, you're a bit of a detective in your off time. Yeah, I am a civilian detective. A sleuth. I, yes. What do you make of what the hell happened in Hamilton yesterday? For those who haven't heard the story, Hamilton, Ontario, 63-year-old, is now in hospital with life-threatening, in life-threatening condition. The man's two sons were shot by kidnappers who broke into the house. They kidnapped the dad in a black SUV and basically left him for dead at the Burlington Lift Bridge. But he's not dead. He's still alive. He's just not able to talk to investigators yet because he's in critical condition. One of the son, well, both the sons got shot. One of them was killed, and the other one had to undergo emergency surgery. This a uh, careful. Don't say it. Careful. Don't say it. Don't say it. Though it kind of sounds like don't uh, don't say it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, I'm not going to say it, but we're all thinking it. Hey, uh, we're allowed to ask questions and and receive facts. Was the family well off? You know, that's a good question. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about this family. Okay. I, I don't know. You probably keep uh, it that way. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't want to fucking know. I don't, I'm not even going to Hamilton anymore. How about that? I don't even want to go. How about that? It is, it's sketchy. Was there any, did uh, any of the following that you mentioned in the party have any criminal records? Hey, whoa. You can't just As, ask uh, that out facts. loud. You know, you can, no. you can spit the facts to me. How that's dare you? Police record. Ah, you can't ask that out loud. <laughs> It's a weird case, though. Like, that's the kind of shit that movies are made out of, right? Yeah, they leave someone for dead. They come back. Like, is this, is this just like a Bruce Willis movie? Like, a direct-to-DVD Bruce Willis movie where they left him for dead, but he's back. Like, yeah. Like, what, what it feels like, right? Revenge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and one more question before we get to... There's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today, including the election... And we've got your Dick Rosé. Wait, election and erection all coming up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, can you have a crime without a victim? Uh, yeah. I because say, I would say so. I've heard and I read all over social media last weekend, at least 30 women were drugged and sexually assaulted at Western University. Zero people have actually come forward, though, to say they were a victim. And I'm trying to figure out, is this like some sort of an internet hoax? Are people afraid to say anything? Was there more to the story that we're not getting yet? But it's weird because this story's been kind of percolating in the news for about a week now. And still, nobody has come forward. You'd have to think that if this happened, at least one out of the 30 victims would say something, wouldn't they? Well, pardon me, but I think it's, uh, you know, it's a circumstantial question. Um, you have no idea 
who the people are, what actually happened, what's at stake, any of those things. So uh, I'm definitely uh, treading lightly with this because you, you don't know. Right. You and, don't know. I know. And and I would lo- when I heard those stories, I was mortified. I was yeah. like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I have a daughter in university. Mm-hmm. So I was intently paying attention to this story. It's been a week now. Nobody has come forward. And yeah. I don't understand why. Well, I don't I, either. There's, well, of course, a few th- different things that are that are happening here. Number one, I find less likely. I'll just admit. But that people are afraid to come forward for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. see that being the case because I I know that they'll be listened to and they'll and whoever needs to be in trouble for this will get proper punishment. Um, or it, something did happen, but it was consensual. That's the only other thing I could think of. And this really did happen, but it was not what it seems. Maybe I don't know. Another possibility is. Somebody is completely making this shit up or a group of people decided to make this up. And if that's the case, I'm glad they're investigating every possibility because if someone did make that up, I I don't know what the punishment could be for something like that, but what a waste of resources if that's the case. So I think either way, somebody or multiple people need to be getting in trouble for this. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a strange, strange story. I, I have to think that... I mean, the police went door to door in that res, you know, hi, can we come in? Can we ask you a few questions? Want to know if you saw anything or if you know anything? And they sat down with these people privately to find out what the hell happened there. And even after all that, there's no victims that have said, yes, I was a victim. This is what happened. And then the police obviously lay appropriate charges for that. It's a really strange one. And I don't know where this story is going. But I promise we'll keep paying attention to it because it's an important story. Yeah. Anytime there's an allegation, we take that very, very seriously. Well, I'll say that what is a shame, especially happening right now, is if this is has been fabricated or something, someone is lying or something happened, it's a shame because now you have students at the university afraid to go out and afraid mm-hmm. to do things. Men, males specifically at the university being looked at as potentially predators or something and not being trusted. In fact, I, I saw an interview with a young student just started there and said, no females will talk to me. Like no females will like I'm being avoided. All the males are being avoided right now because nobody knows what's up and what's down. So I do hope that they, they figure it out. And I, cause it's understandable to ask questions here. Uh, let's move on to something else. It is the last weekend of the federal election campaign. I've already voted. So I don't care Uh, how long the lines are on Monday, except for in the sense that I'm a little worried democracy is a little bit at stake here because not only do we have Alberta now basically back in a lockdown, also rising cases in Saskatchewan, Ontario had a bad day yesterday. I mean, that's enough to raise a few eyebrows for people that are thinking, do I want to march down to my local community center and stand in line for a very long time with a bunch of strangers? That may deter some people, and it's too late now to request request a mail-in ballot. So I'm a little worried about that, and I'm a little worried that uh, people have decided this election is over. If you look at the polls right now, it is a liberal minority government, but that could still change. It could still be a liberal majority government. Can you imagine if after all this shit, Justin got the majority he set out to get in the first place? Then it would have been a pretty 
well-played strategic move, wouldn't it? I mean, if it was anyone else, people would have been like, hey, he played the game right. But because it's Justin, everyone was like, oh, it's a you know, terrible thing to do. And it, you know, everyone makes excuses for their team always. I, I don't know. It, I voted it early as well. Um, so I'm not concerned about the long lineups or anything like that, same as you. What I am concerned about is those areas that are doing it in schools. Yes. What are we thinking? What is going on when in this fourth wave with cases rising and cases popping up in schools, they're going to use some schools as polling stations? Mm-hmm. There's two high schools in, I believe it's in Dufferin Peel, that are going virtual for a day so that they can use that school to vote in. There's not a rec center Seriously, there's not one rec center, not one church basement, not one uh, community center, not one anything that we could use. We have to use these two high schools and kick kids out of the building during school. Yeah. I don't Are like you it. fucking high? Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I don't all. like it either. Is it just in the GTA, by the way, Scott, or how many locations are of, of high schools are doing that? I don't know. I've only read about the Dufferin Peel ones. Oh, okay. And, and it, it's so frustrating because yeah. from the start. I don't know where Steve Lecce is, the education minister, but he should have been very, very upfront and vocal that no, under no circumstances, will any Ontario schools be used as polling stations for this election. That would have been a nice little bit of leadership, wouldn't it? It would have been. Well, I mean, another opportunity missed. I mean, shit, guys. Drag your asses out of Tim Hortons and get some fucking leadership done here. (laughs) But My anyway, smile cookie week. kids are staying home, man. We got cookies coming. Like we're uh, we're not messing with this. <laughs> Since you're home anyway, why don't you march down to your local Tim Hortons and get yourself a smile cookie? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, one thing I will say though about this election campaign is this has been a really, really dirty campaign. I mean, the lies coming from all sides has been epic. Just taking one little tidbit out of context, manipulating it, and and spinning your agenda. That has been the name of the game since day one in this campaign. And it really is sleazy. It's gross. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty scary that the liberals who are constantly on the conservatives... Uh, nope, nope. When when they go low, we go high, and they they've always tried to run. They say they've always tried to run that positive, happy, go lucky, sunny ways campaign has gotten particularly ugly this time around. You know, like it's so. I didn't funny. expect them to go negative as quickly as they did. It, it's funny you say that that way too, because you know we we kind of briefly talked about it the last time I was here, where it's like you have an expectation out of the parties where. It seems like, and I don't mean to generalize this, but it seems like the the attacks always come from the conservative party. And now, you know, for years people have been saying, stand up for yourself, fight back, you know, push back. And when they do, it's like, well, this is very unliberal behavior. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like everyone's got to title it that, a certain way. So it's like, well, I don't know if I, if I can support that. And it's like, well, wait a second. You supported it for the other guy's doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately... The game isn't bringing people up. It's dragging people down. Yeah. So people are sinking to different depths that they haven't before. And it has gotten ugly. And I don't know that the ugly politics does anything more than entertain, to be quite honest. I don't think it helps build confidence. I don't think it really does anything more than, than sort of push misinformation. Um, and it's a shame. It really is. I don't know the solution. I'm not going to pretend I do. But, man, it it's getting harder and harder to really trust this whole thing 
because it's it's just smear after smear, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, what, what what am I supposed to believe here? Yeah, you know, I have tried to affect a little bit of change there in that uh, I've had a number of candidates that I've dealt with over the last couple of weeks and spoken to, and uh, a few of them in particular. Um, uh, liberal candidates, uh, what's her name there? Karina Gould down in Burlington. Somebody from her team phoned me and I said, listen, I don't want to hear you shit on Aaron O'Toole. I've already got my opinion of Aaron O'Toole. Tell me why I should vote for you. Yes. Tell Thank me you. what is going to make a difference in my life right now. Is it going to be a housing affordability? Is it going to be a $10 a day childcare? Even though I don't believe that will happen. Is it going to be, what is it? How are you going to change things for the better for Canada and for me personally? They can't do it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can't do wow. it. But Everything s- is just such a spin. Yeah. And Aaron O'Toole, you know, his political handlers, they've got him on such a tight script. Nope, nope, stay on the message. Doesn't matter what the question is, get the message out. And that's not helping either. Uh, people want to know. Aaron, I mean, you were part of the the group that was saying what they're doing in Alberta is great. Alberta's reopened. It's best summer ever open for summer. Alberta's doing awesome. Well, now Alberta's in a shitty situation. What do you think of that? Are you willing to criticize after you gave praise and, and they won't do anything that's not on the script. And it's so fucking frustrating. I can't figure out why. Well, answer the question. I've always said it before, even before this election, but just politics in general, just life in general, you don't become better by telling me how bad the other guy is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make you better. Um, yeah. Here's the, the hard part, though, is the loud, the loud noises you hear coming from this are, are people who are, they're interested in the, in the drama. They're interested and they treat it like it's entertainment. And, you know, we have our 24-hour news wheels and things like that and TV shows that are, you know, here's 30 seconds of news and then 19 minutes of opinion. And it, it's it's gotten mm-hmm. away from here's evidence, here's fact, here's the news. Yeah. It's now what do you think and who do you agree with? And that's mm-hmm. that's all it's become. And, and because it's become entertainment, people are looking for the dirt. Yeah. I, I wonder in the course of history, with especially when it comes to attack ads, I'm, I, I hate them. I hate them. I'm with you guys both on that. And also, by the side note, Scott, the fact that they couldn't even tell you uh, their actual platform and put all that other shit aside – that to me tells That's me everything I need to know. It's frustrating. You know what I mean? That tells me yeah. enough that I need to, that I, okay, well then it's not you. It may not be that party that you're bashing in front of me, but it's not you. If you can't tell me what you can do for me. Well, and yeah. And it goes, it goes with every party doing that every right party, now. Yeah, every party, every single party. Like, I, so I, tell I, me what you can do for me. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah, what they, can't. Uh, they can't do for yeah, you. Stop like, with that. Stop with I that shit. You. But I wonder over the course of history with the, you know, the, the shit talking, does that actually work? Like they, they must I okay, maybe I'm just assuming that they actually do some research on this before they throw these out there, or maybe it's just situational or by election. But do those really work? It worries me that there are people. I mean, Scott, you, you, Dave, you see through the bullshit because you have a head on your shoulders. There's a lot of people out there that will see a 15 second commercial on TV yeah. and go, $600 million for this. Well, fuck that guy then. And they yeah. buy into it because they only read headlines and they don't even wait for those opinions that you're talking about, which so, may help them to gain yeah. a better understanding. You had a question on whether that's effective. Let's look just a couple of kilometers. 
are a couple hundred kilometers south of us right now. Yep. And look at what happened in the U.S. Right. and the mudsling that right. has become a complete disaster. But what, is, but what does that say about us? What does that say about us as humans that we can look at that and go, that's the one? Like, what is, like, what is fucking stupid group of humans we are right now in this in today's history you know what i mean we're fucking dumb how long until we get to like the the absolute worst of the worst when it comes to the the mudslinging like just stuff that's just uh, justin trudeau steps on puppies like Like, how far away are we from that stuff we should be offended like as a you as a human i'm offended that a lot of people are are falling for it that a you think i'm that dumb and unfortunately there's people that are that dumb Mm -hmm. and it makes me sad the whole thing makes me sad and don't get me started with the signs why are we the fucking fuck off with the signs too i want them gone (laughs) get out it's such a waste right don't they all have an environmental policy (laughs) you would think scott every one of them does Yes, and they say, here's what, here's what the claim is, because I've asked this question before. I've asked this exact question before the last election when someone came to my door. I was that person. I'm like, what's with your signs everywhere? Like, they're everywhere. And look, I know you're out there, and people who actually pay attention to these things know about you. Why do you need to put your sign everywhere? Well, just so you know, in the last few years, we actually recycle the signs. So we put the reelect. It's a sticker that goes on top. If it's a reelection, okay. we have those ready to go. We will reuse Give me a fucking break. What about the other it's six the, people that lost? What still, happens to those it's ones? It's still a waste. You know, it's still a waste. Justin Trudeau drinks orange juice after brushing his teeth <laughs> and enjoys it. Do you want him running your country? Seriously. He, he eats and then swims right away. Ooh, he doesn't wait 30 minutes. Do you want such a reckless man in charge of your life? But, I mean, <laughs> it's not just the, the bullshit like that, those attack ads, which, in, in answer to your question, Kat, are extremely effective because people hear it and it's meant to drive a wedge and get people passionate and make sure that they actually go to the polls and cast a ballot based on that anger. Yeah. They play to the anger. But there's a lot of things to be angry about also with the spin. I mean, yesterday, you got to give the liberals credit. Those guys are campaigning machines because they were ready for it. They were all fucking over it, even though we all understand the argument because Doug did a fairly good job at making the argument back in the spring. The variants didn't swim here. Alberta's not basically back in lockdown because of COVID. It's basically back in lockdown because of the Delta variant. How did the Delta variant get here? There's international flights flying into Calgary and Edmonton nonstop, nonstop. And we can go online and see how many of those flights have COVID cases on it, likely the variants. How did the variants get into Canada with the border closed? Well, that's a great question. That's a federal issue. You should be looking squarely at the Prime Minister of Canada, who was behind reopening borders. We all understand how the variants got here. There is a strong federal component to all of this, and no one wants to talk about the federal component. Nobody wants to talk about the prime minister's role in all of this or Dr. Teresa Tam, Trudeau's doctor, her role in all of this. They just want to blame Jason Kenney, the premier, and then connect him to Aaron O'Toole because they're both from roughly the same party. Actually, they're not the same party. It's two totally different parties. But I get that people understand that uh, Kenney's party is generally the Alberta equivalent of a conservative. So listen, I mean... You can't have it both ways. If you're going to shit on Jason Kenney for what's happening happening in Alberta, you also have to shit on Trudeau. It literally has nothing to do with Aaron O'Toole, but they're spinning it and they're linking it and people are making a connection. Oh, okay, well, Alberta's in shit, so that must be the premier's fault and, and it must be Aaron O'Toole's fault. And the liberals have managed to completely deflect 
the fact that they had just as much to do with it as Jason Kenny did. It's fucked up. Justin Trudeau is the kind of guy that goes to a sushi restaurant, orders too much, and then stuffs some in his pocket, takes it to the bathroom, and flushes it so he doesn't have to pay for the extra. <laughs> Do you want him running your country? That actually wouldn't surprise me at all if that was <laughs> About true. him specifically? Or just yeah. people in general? Yeah. If, when he gets the, the, the extras, he probably like puts it in a takeout box and has it shipped to Doug's house. <laughs> I know who's going to be hungry later on. <laughs> He's going to be hungry. <laughs> Justin Trudeau makes his wife take the middle seat on an airplane. <laughs> uh, one thing that I am particularly excited about, if the polls are true, if, and that's a huge if, the polls are true. Oh, I, I, I hate you saying that. Well, I don't know that the polls are going to be accurate. Yeah, They haven't been the last couple of They haven't been accurate in predicting the outcome. Yeah, in the last that? couple uh, what? I'm sorry, were you going to say decades? De- million years? Yeah. <laughs> well, Forever? There are some of them that were accurate. The polls did not predict Donald yeah. Trump would beat Hillary Clinton, but she did. And it's very easy to explain how when you look at the Electoral College versus the popular vote. We have a similar system here in that it depends on the number of seats. And when you look at the number of votes that are in each of the individual ridings, it very much looks like the liberals are going to win on Monday. That's just the way it looks. But I'm going to tell you something in all seriousness, when it comes to, to Monday, there's only one reason that I might be happy if Trudeau gets back in and he's the prime minister again. And that's this cancel culture is done in Canada. The woke culture, the politically correct culture is over. It's done. There is no more moral high ground in this country. If you take a guy, and re-elect him, re-elect him for a second time, elect him for a third time, after he has openly been exposed in blackface. Anybody else in the world would have been canceled because of that. Anybody else in the world. But if that guy is leading the Liberal Party of Canada, and it comes down to this guy, who's got so many X's beside his name, but you're going to reelect him just because of what you don't know about a conservative candidate, then that means it's the end of cancel culture. Never again do I want to hear liberals lecture everybody about racism. I never want to hear it again if he gets reelected because you're rewarding that behavior if you do. You're saying that posing in blackface is okay with you because it's what? It serves your purpose, it's for the greater good. I don't know how you're going to spin it, but you're saying it's okay. You're rewarding it. How many different women have to be kicked out of caucus because they spoke truth to power? I never again want to be lectured on uh, uh, women's rights and pay equity and stuff because it clearly doesn't fucking matter when it comes to the leader of this country. And if it doesn't apply to him, it doesn't apply to anybody. Cancel culture is over. No more wokeness in Canada if Trudeau gets reelected on Monday. You can't do that anymore. Am I wrong? <laughs> Dave? Where do, you, where do you open it up, right? I mean, it's... I mean, seriously. The, the guy, we all saw what he was doing when he was over there in India when he dressed up and started dancing around. We've all seen that. We all know about the blackface at least twice, by the way, he's done it. There's probably more. He won't say. He personally won't say if there are more out there. Uh, the trip to see the Aga Khan. Ethics, 
it's out the window. The Aga Khan and the private island, SNC-Lavalin, Wee Scandal, Julie Payette, General Jonathan Vance. Listen to all those scandals. Jody Wilson-Raybould, asked to lie. She said no because she's got morals and integrity. Boom, gone from the party. Jane Philpott supports Jody Wilson-Raybould. Get rid of that bitch too then. Fuck her. That's what happened. That's what happened. There was groping allegations. By the way, if it was anybody other than the prime minister, that's called sexual assault. But it was a groping allegation from a woman who apparently, according to the prime minister, experienced it differently than he did. Just allegations. I don't know where the investigation on that stands or if there ever even was one. But either way, we know about it. It's out there. And as the prime minister said, she experienced it differently. We're just overlooking that. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was the rules now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there is no more moral high ground. Well, we also all act like we're judges and juries. We act like we have all the information and we know everything. So we make those, those character assessments and we make those judgment calls on people based on what we think we know. And we don't necessarily know the whole stories of all of mm-hmm. these things. So, you know, whether you believe somebody who's been accused of something, on one side you may say, well... Well, I mean, it's an allegation and, and this person seems, you know, pr- pretty trustworthy in that. But then the flip side of it is if it's on if it's somebody that you support, it's like, well, give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, you hear that argument all the time. So mm-hmm. it, it's come back to the thing I've said a billion times now. It's a team sport. It's become a team sport and you support your team no matter what happens. And clarity of mind and real rational and critical thinking is in such low <laughs> Um, execution at this point people just aren't doing it it's just who do i who am i rooting for who do i want to win do i want this to be a win for me well here's who i'm going for and i'm going to cover my ears i'm going to say la 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 through the whole thing and i'm just going to stick with with my pick and nobody wants to be wrong nobody wants to be wrong correct and it's also though a fear of the unknown oh for sure oh you hear all these things and you sat through all of these whether they be allegations or things that we know now that happened, and yes, yeah, some of them seem sketchy. Some people don't give a shit. They say, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but how did it affect me personally? So I don't care. Right. I hear that a lot. Like, that didn't really affect me. That's fine. That thing, well, it didn't seem to come to any real actual conclusion. Was he charged with anything? That's all I care about. So let's move along. There's a fear of the unknown, right? In that, yeah, but if I vote for this guy over here, like, at least I know what this guy's bringing to the table. And I think that's where a lot of his votes are going to come into play is, I know where this guy comes. Well, that and the uh, copious amounts of money that he's given away, particularly to families. Uh, but I think that that's where it comes into play, too. It's not necessarily that we're ignoring it. Um, I say we just generalizing, but trying to play devil's advocate at the same time. But I think it's also, I don't know what I'm heading into if I go in this direction, though. I at least know what this guy's doing. And all those things to me are just kind of like white noise in the background because I know what he ha- what what is for sure, and what he has done, right? So that's where I think he's going to get votes. And that's where the spin comes in. That's where the playing dirty comes in, where it can convince. So somebody who knows everything, like let's say they're a political junkie, they're not involved in politics, but they they follow it to the absolute T. You have the same power as the guy who goes, I don't even know who my local mp is i have no idea yes that is an equal Mm -hmm. vote yes it carries the same value yes so that's why they can go after those who don't care those who don't know better those who don't look into this stuff the liberals should be working for pixar 
Because they've been making monsters for decades and Canadians keep falling for it. This is the plan, everybody. This is what they do. And yeah, I know I'm sounding a little partisan here, although I will admit I did not vote for Aaron O'Toole. I voted last weekend and it was not conservative. I don't like my local candidate and that's why. But I will tell you that they make a boogeyman out of anybody who's leading the party. Anybody who's leading the party. And they had a tough time with Aaron O'Toole. They really did. They weren't sure how to really take him on because he's younger than Trudeau. (laughs) Which you would never, ever guess. You'd never guess that because he looks a lot older. But you'd never guess. But yeah, Aaron O'Toole (laughs) is younger than Justin Trudeau. Here's a guy who's a good family man. He is a Canadian Forces veteran. He is a lawyer. He is from the 905. He is pro-choice. He's an LGBTQ plus... I I always lose the acronyms, but that's okay. So did the prime minister just last week, but he Mm -hmm. gets a pass for that. Listen, this is a guy who is an ally and a supporter and, and they really can't find much to tarnish this guy on. So mid election, they grabbed the whole goddamn thing and they turned it around about guns, guns, guns. He's going to legalize guns. I mean, no, He's not. He said, we'll have a review of the policy. And again, for those who have never heard the way it works, I'm a gun owner. I am. And I don't mind telling you that even after you take the course, you still have to go through a long period of approvals. And there's two different classifications for guns. There's restricted and non-restricted. The guns that are all over Justin Trudeau's podium, the ones he likes to put out there, like Aaron O'Toole is going to legalize the guns that shot up Dawson College. Uh, No, he's not. And even if he did, you still need to be approved by the local firearms officer in your province, in your municipality, and you need to be approved by the RCMP. Do you know how hard it is to get a restricted firearms license in in this country? Not many people have them, put it that way. Non-restricted is the regular hunting rifles and stuff like that, and those are legal, and uh, a few of those ended up on the restricted list for some reason. I'm not sure why. But either way, we took this whole thing and manipulated a position to make Aaron O'Toole the bad guy. They took an otherwise good, decent man and made him into the monster that you're terrified of him getting elected. And I don't understand why, but they get it every single time. The liberals are brilliant at making monsters out of good people. They train you to hate them before you even know them. Aaron O'Toole doesn't separate his recycling. (laughs) Do you really want him in charge of your country? I just hope that when it comes to election day, uh, uh, people ask themselves what if, if their life is any better than it was two years ago. And they ask themselves what's really on the table here. And, and maybe that leads you to vote for the Green Party. Maybe you think, you know what, even though the Green Party probably won't win, I'm going to vote green because that's a principled stance of mine. And I think if people voted on their principles... It would be a completely different outcome than it's going to be. People don't, be I, don't, a, I don't think people know their principles. I think there's too many people who don't know. And they just, yeah. again, they look at it as a team sport. You know, it's, I, I identify as one or the other. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm sticking with. And, and as Dave mentioned, and that sticks with me every single time that I have a good conversation with someone on politics is that everyone's vote is equal. And there are people who really don't know or don't ask themselves all these questions that you're telling people to ask themselves, Scott. They don't know. They either don't care. They're told how to feel, basically, by someone else, and they go with it. They run with it, or they don't vote altogether. 
But that's everybody has that equal vote. Isn't that mind blowing though? Like that really is mind blowing. Yeah. You should almost have to take a quiz in order to vote. Like, <laughs> right. And if you fail, <laughs> no. If you can't you tell me vote. who your local who your local representative is, maybe it's or it's other questions. Maybe it's just general life questions to see how dumb you are, and then you're allowed to vote or not based on the answers. Why can't we do that? It carries like a percentage of of like okay, your vote counts for like a quarter yeah. of it because <laughs> woof. I don't really I can't trust your opinion not a here. full brain functioning here yeah, not right. a full brain function 4.1 percent inflation 4.1 is the worst we've had since 2003 we're paying 32 and a half percent more for gas than we were that's just gas that doesn't take into account your home heating your your cost of groceries your daily essentials 4.1 percent on average is the rate of inflation when did this election stop being about affordability? You know, it's funny because we—I thought we were making some progress. You know, we were talking about the affordability of homes and things like that. Mm-hmm. W- where did that go? Because the whole thing got hijacked by guns and Bill Fucking Blair oh. doing the commercials for them. Are you giving? Are you, are you kidding me right now? All that shit got muddied up because of COVID. Because people will be able to say, "Yeah, but COVID the last couple of years." So who knows what really would have happened? Who knows what could have happened? Can we blame him for COVID? And that's where it gets a little bit. Or can you blame mu- COVID for him? <laughs> 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 I can't wait for those commercials. You know, it would have been nice if we had a write-in option on the ballot, and we could write. We all. We could all. But if we could all write down. A name of a person we wish would come back. I think Arthur! We would, we would all vote for Norm MacDonald Norm right McDonald. now. Yes. I would write down Norm MacDonald's name. Uh, you were a big Norm MacDonald fan. Are we? It's all right. I don't oh, want yeah, to change. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to segue into something change, I don't mean to change topics. Uh, but if we are going to anyway, unless anyone else has anything further to discuss other than the fact that we'll talk about it on Monday. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Monday. Uh, Election Day is Monday. And and before the polls close, we'll have a podcast. And then Tuesday, we'll have all the results for you. Maybe because the lines are going to be crazy on Monday, namely because of the covid protocols. I mean, you have to wait until the person in front of you is completely start to finish done before you can go up. It's going to be a long process Monday, guys. Trust me. Um yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Norm Macdonald. He was one of the greats. Yeah, Dave, go ahead, because I know you were you were a big fan. We did talk about him earlier this week um, when you weren't on the podcast. So mm. what were your thoughts? Uh, well, it was devastating. And I think Anthony Jeselnik, uh, another comedian. Another brilliant comedian. Great comedian. He, I think he summed it up perfectly in a tweet where he said, Norm Macdonald battling cancer for a decade and not telling a single person about it is the most Norm Macdonald shit ever. And it is just such a thing that you would expect to come from Norm Macdonald. And I've been, I've been digging into, uh, you know, into the, the vault of stuff, uh, all the incredible late night appearances and his, his SNL uh, tenure. Like, I, I mean, God, he really was a comedic genius. Um, fearless, a fearless comedian who was not afraid of the awkwardness. There's a lot of comedians who fear that space where they're not getting a laugh and it, and it can scare them a lot. Norman braced that stuff. He really liked taking people on a weird journey uh, and embraced it. He would, um, Bob Saget was talking about it the other day that Norm would go out and purposely bomb. He would purposely do a really bad set. And he said he got such a charge out of it and it helped him to, to know what works by doing things that, <laughs> that he knows doesn't work. So it just talked about like his process was just different, mm-hmm. and uh, there's not a person that you know that met him that didn't have glowing things to say about him. 
Uh, and especially if you got to know him. Yeah. He was, he, he's a genius. He really is. And it, you, know, you can use that word for a lot of people and it usually gets overused. But I think Norm MacDonald absolutely qualifies as that. He was a comedic genius. One of a kind. Um, and since you mentioned um, Anthony Jeselnik, so I, we didn't play this because it didn't really, we didn't find out about it until after. But for those who don't know, he has a podcast with Howie Mandel. And they were recording their podcast in the moment they found out that Norm passed. So yeah. yeah, he was a guest on Howie's uh, podcast. That's right. And this is what that uh, sounded like. You have a real different cadence. But when you're telling little one-liners, you're kidding me. No. We just found out that Norm MacDonald passed away. Oh, my God. I love Norm MacDonald. I don't know what to say. Me either. Oh, I'm just uh, heartbroken. Norm is from my home country, Canada, and from my home club, Yuck Yucks. And I've worked with him many times. Do you know Norm? Yeah, we worked together on uh, Last Comic Standing. I took the job because I wanted to work with Norm MacDonald. What did he die from? It was cancer. Nine Nine years. years He's had nine years of cancer? I had no idea. Nine years ago. How many years ago did you do Last Comic Standing? 2013, 2012 maybe. So he he already had cancer. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah, and everyone across yeah. the board just just floored by it. Um, a real bummer. It's a it's a real it's a sad one. It's a it, God. Go just dig into the dig into the archives. Now, I went into like a seven hour wormhole of of a uh, rabbit hole, if you will, of uh, Norm Macdonald stuff. And it's great because um, he did so much comedy that uh, just didn't stands the test of time. Everything I saw in that seven hour journey was things I'd seen before. But every single one made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Every single one. And David Letterman said, there's going to be a lot of people who you might say are as funny as Norm MacDonald, but there will never be anyone funnier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, when he said that, I just got goosebumps. Like, ugh. Ugh, what a loss. It's very sad. That's coming from David Letterman. A genius yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, quickly here, before we wrap this up, because we're going long, mm-hmm. there's a new product offering. <laughs> That's very exciting. It's really a game changer in the bachelorette party industry. It's a new rose that comes in a bottle that's shaped like a big pink dick. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. It's brilliant (laughs) because the bachelorette industry is filled with phallic shaped, dick shaped, ball shaped, whatever it might be, sometimes a little of both items. Right? I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been to a bachelorette party and there were penis straws, penis confetti, uh, penis balloons, everything penis, right? Everything penis goes when it comes to bachelorette parties. This is the first time, at least from my knowledge, I'm pretty sure it's the first time ever, that a company is ballsy enough to put out a dick-shaped, sparkling rosé. The best, <laughs> there's a couple of best parts about this. <laughs> I have many parts I like about this. It's called Just the Tipsy. Oh, Just the Tipsy. Good Lord. Just the Tipsy. I think I'm mad not at the name. I'm just mad that I didn't think of it. Yes. Yes. I, I wish. And you know who came up with it? A bunch of dudes. And I'll get to that story in a second. But the wine's flavor profile, for those who even care what's inside the bottle, I, I, don't th- I think many people will purchase it just because it looks like a dick. But if you care what it tastes like, and we all should. What does um, that dick taste it, like, Kat? We all should care. Like rosé? Uh, <laughs> fairly simple, it says. 
dry and crisp with a long finish. Sure. They can't make that up. You can't make that up. Um, mm-hmm. The <laughs> Oh, my God. So it's a sparkling rosé. It's a sparkling rosé. That's the best part. So it's a cork. You have to pop the top. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. That girl's got her hands all over the head of that dick you trying gotta, to get it open. You got to two hand that. If you really feel wild, you can shake it before you do it. I don't know what kind of party you're going to have. Might want to lay down some towels. I'm not sure. Towel, oh, Jesus. What? Yeah. <laughs> Someone get the tarp. We get. We're getting just the tipsy tonight. <laughs> just the tipsy. It's brilliant. It's a uh, forty bucks a bottle U.S. So I'm like, man, I don't know, maybe close to $50. $40 for rosé? It's shaped like a dick. You find me one that's shaped like a dick for less than Technically, that. Technically, all wine bottles are shaped kind of like a dick. No. This one's just a little more detailed. This, this one's like a veiny triumphant bastard. Is tri- that what the- yeah. Veiny triumphant bastard with the, the head and all. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of a kind. It's not oh like any other bottle I've ever come across. Wow. This is going to be the photo that comes out of all bachelorettes where this is being served. Is the girl drinking right out of the bottle? Like, no. great big dick in her mouth, right? Don't post it. My mom's on my Instagram. Don't post it. She's going to see it. Oh, my God. the dick bottle. Let me take a picture, but just don't post it, okay? Or for some reason, you invite your aunt to your bachelorette, and now there's pictures of her with the bottle, and just you're like, oh. I never saw I my aunt that way before, yeah. and oh, no. Yeah, you could go wrong in so many ways, but... It's just the tipsy. Oh, I mentioned that I would say this. So a bunch of guys came up with this. Like, what the fuck? But they all, they have dicks. So, okay, that's fair. fair I bet ter- you women fair- would, love, would love this. <laughs> standing in front of the mirror. Going, yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Hey, what if you could drink rosé from my dick, babe? Would you like that? <laughs> I can make it happen. Um, um, what is it about bachelorettes, though, that makes them so dick-centric, Cat? I mean, right down to the confetti that gets thrown, it's all dicks. Is, is, is there nothing else that was appealing to a woman who's about to take the, the lead? You know and get what? Married? Here's the there's a difference there's a difference here between bachelorette and bachelor, because I would ask you the same question, but strippers. Like, you know what I mean? That's a common thing that you may you may go to the rippers or whatever. It Not anymore. Stags suck now. Okay. Well, in this particular case, when it comes to, the, it's more of a joke. Like, women find this funny. It's a joke. It's a funny joke. When we go to the male strip club, it's a funny joke. And this bottle of rosé is also a funny joke. I, I don't know. We don't take I, it seriously. We don't look at it and be like, oh, I want to fuck that. Like, it's I not like a serious urge. I want to fuck that straw. I have seen <laughs> video. I have heard of, stories of? of women at bachelorette parties and I've spoken to male dancers who say that every time they do one of these events, inevitably there is a woman there who is trying to fillet him. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's Any true. Any given turn. That's true. So I'm going, is it just a joke? Okay. For, for some people. Oh, my God. This is going to be so funny. Watch me suck this guy's dang. I know, but, and it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. We're so into that particular dick. It's like Doug with a smile cookie. No, 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 no. Yeah. You know what though? And there's such a double standard there. And Dave's not wrong. I I went one time, one time in my entire life to a male strip club. I was working at at a restaurant at the time. I thought was, you were gonna say you were working. No, there. I, I was like, wasn't working what? there. I was not working there. It was the manor. It was the manor in Guelph. We went to the manor in Guelph. They had like. It wasn't the main stage because I was always women, but there's always like a side place and they did the male, the male thing downstairs. And it was my friend at the time's birthday. And one girl, Jeannie, I don't talk to her anymore, but Jeannie, I remember her well, 
grab the guy, tried to grab the guy's dick and put it in her mouth. Do you yeah. know if that happened, if anything close to it happened, and it was the other way around, a female stripper, you would get not only get fucked up by security there and oh. tossed out, but you'd get charged <laughs> and, would and, be then, off. and yeah. then some and then some and then yeah. some. He was just, you could tell he didn't like it. He didn't want it. Like, get, get the fuck off me. Doing? But yeah. that was it. Like, it was just like, it didn't happen after that. And he continued on with his little Tarzan dance. I think you're right. There is a double standard there. It's such a double standard. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to the bottle. What a great addition to a strip club this could be. (laughs) How many times have you seen a bachelorette party come through at a club you're working at? um, And they've got, you know, the penis necklaces, the penis straws, all that stuff. Uh, There was one that that (laughs) happened uh, a couple of years ago. And a girl comes up, she's requesting songs. It's her bachelorette party. She's got this giant, giant... I mean, giant penis straw and it <laughs> fell out of her drink and hit, hit the ground and she just goes, oh no, my dick. And we were all just like, <laughs> 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 and for years, like me and, and a couple of buddies that were there at the time, we all like, would just go, oh, my dick. Like, it was, that was like a joke for us. <laughs> I love that. Do you know how many times I've seen that? In, we've all seen that in the clubs before. And then sometimes you see it so often that you start to really think about it. What do you, what do you think it's like, Dave, working in a straw factory where you make dick straws? Like that's your job, and then someone goes, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" Oh, oh. I make straws. Oh, cool! Like what kind? Like the twisty straws? <laughs> like the ones that have like the little sparkles in them? The ones that light up? Uh, no, the penis straws. The what? No, the penis straws. The the what? The penis straws. I make I make the penis straws. I make the goddamn penis straws. I made four thousand of them on Friday. <laughs> like, and who works in the cock confetti? Uh, you know, ma- manufacturer, like, well, like they're just sitting there with their sheets and like doing that thing every day, looking at these cock shaped confetti things going, why, why bitches? Why? Or like the, the dick shaped candies. Yeah. Like, who's, who's forming these? Where'd the mold? Who made the mold? Is it a separate building or <laughs> like a separate room? Or is it like, you know, the guy who's, who's painting Skittles, you know, and, and he's also, uh, uh, you know, this afternoon I got to go do an, you know, do an order of Wangs. I'll be back. You know, there's so many. I have so many questions. Like I'm surprised. The cake pans, all of it, all of it. I'm surprised that's not a liberal attack ad. Aaron O'Toole makes dick straws. (laughs) Aaron O'Toole has a penis-shaped cake pan. Do you want him running your country? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this. Oh, if you want to see the dick rosé. What is it they call it again? Just the tipsy? Just the tipsy. Uh, again, I, I'm mad that I didn't think yeah. of that. Yeah. God, that was a good name. Uh-huh. ca has got it. Uh, final reminder, this is the end of Smile Cookie Week. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> it was such a privilege to be at my local Tim Hortons. I'm there every day. Yeah, I know you Please are. Please pick up a... <laughs> I know How you did are. I miss that line the first time? I'm here every day. I, I missed that. Oh, my God. I think I was local just so stuck Tim on Tim Hortons. The- I'm there every day. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday. In Canada, the Moderna vaccine has officially been renamed Spikevax. It's already working because some people are like, no way I'm taking Moderna, but I'm definitely taking Spikevax. I guess when all else fails, uh, just make the name cooler. Soon Pfizer is going to be like, yeah, and this is our new vaccine, uh, Thunder Serum. SpaceX launched their first private space flight 
Four passengers took off in a rocket that'll take them on a three-day journey. This is the first orbital mission in the history of spaceflight staffed entirely by non-professionals. No one on board is an astronaut. None of them have any training. One of them is a geologist. So if there's an emergency, at least they'll know what kind of rock they're going to crash into. But it's like if Spirit Airlines went to space. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.